0: This episode is brought to you by WellForce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for the hybrid workforce. Online at WellForce.ai. Thank you for listening to the Girls Who Do Stuff podcast. Visit girlswhodostuff.com. You probably shouldn't Google that.
1: something going on with these cords i'm like attached it's all good welcome to the girls who do stuff podcast don't
2: move, don't move your head too much it'll be like joke <laughs> Anyway, it's like it's back Joe's to fault. Like, there's
0: like an OCD breakdown there. Yes. Uh, so the cord's not in the right uh, spot. Uh, it's because uh,
2: Joe moves the damn
1: ring. It does, and I, I, have, I did move
0: it right before you guys got uh, it Yeah.
1: There. I have totally developed the habit of curl the cord around my finger as we're talking because I'm a fidgeter. Right. Right. That's just how
2: That's I. That's
0: why I took your cord. That's bad for the like, earphones. <laughs>
2: Is it really? Because I do it, too. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if there's slack, it's not bad for the ear. It's.
1: Fine.
0: I just watch you guys do it, and I'm just budgeting. I right? for three months. Cortless. Put that into the budget.
2: Make them
3: cordless.
1: Right. <laughs> right? I'm going to start bringing my knitting in. Isn't that something for me to do with my fingers?
3: Do not do
2: that. You don't mean to matter? I will talk so much shit about you if you're sitting here knitting. Nothing communicates oh. I find you
0: interesting than just be like, yeah, yes. talk more about that yes. while you knit. <laughs>
1: i used to do that all the time in meetings and like continuing education days like conferences stuff like that because it's just the way that my brain works like i need to it helps me focus and listen better nice if i do do something with my hands
2: are you gonna do the intro
1: this is a show where you come as you are with the courage to speak up and tell a better
2: story and yes that. my name is jenny midgley i am sarah madras don't do the end. You are about to do it, I don't, you?
1: Do. I don't know what I'm gonna. you're supposed to say.
2: And then next, y'all. I just want y'all to know this is our first time recording since I, the I Christmas see, break. I can see
0: that. I can see that. I can see Jenny that. She was about to say, like, "You do, you boo." She was. You
2: saw oh, it. I not. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> right, it. <laughs> see, Joe saw it. We want to thank you guys for joining us. I hope that you are <laughs> laughing along with us. Today, our guest is a dear friend and brother. That was a cow. Another mother.
3: Dear, a cow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is Mr. Wolwyn Port. I will Mm -hmm. allow you to introduce yourself, sir.
3: My name is Wolwyn Port that's it yes that's what they're <laughs> gonna, gonna get be
2: the worst yes, episode. that's what ever. they're gonna get you this know what like i you know what, what i hate. hate this is amazing you know what i
3: hate to be defined by what you do when you come up my name is walwin Ford. i do this i do that come on let's just i didn't say just, what do you do this, i said just, tell me just,
0: who,
2: just just who you are that's
3: Permission it walwin Ford. this <laughs> is <laughs> hostile <laughs> no walwin Ford. i think the, the only thing i would say here is married so, uh, a beautiful woman because she's going to be listening to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's beautiful regardless uh, whether or yeah. not she listens to this. I'm just true, go on true, record.
3: true. And I
2: love her even though I've only met her once because I feel like mm. I know her so well from yeah. that
3: I just No, like, you've met her more than once. You met twice. her virtually.
2: Yeah, virtually. Also, so yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
3: just, just been being, being a father, or a dad, um, and a friend, those things. things yep. in character, period.
2: There you go. There you go. Character. Period. That's his one. That's his one word to yeah. define who he is. Character. Yep. Love
1: mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that encompasses who he is. But, so but, what? You're gonna.
3: But you don't want to see me before character, though. You didn't want to meet me before character. Oh. Yeah. Well, I see where you're going. Because hey, you most most of us get there. You know, it's a it's a path. You find somebody on A or B, mm-hmm. and you define them at A or B, but as a Z. So maybe you're looking at my P, and it's going. I,
1: to- I hope no one is like, <laughs> to-
3: <laughs> Lord help me, help. It's because my name, my last name is Port. That's why I chose P. <sighs> I'll edit it out. I'll put in a
1: B. <laughs> There's no coming back. <laughs> There's no coming back from this. All right. So let's talk about... I think this is a good segue, though. I'm going to reel this back in right now. Owen, just get, I'm going to let you take a breath. Let me reel this back in. So Wohan is saying, I think, that the character is something that you grow into... Because of the journey that you have taken. So I would love... Oh, wow. oh. thank you. You're so astute. <laughs> that's why they pay me the big bucks to sit in this chair. If you would like to be a sponsor of the Girls in So podcast. Shameless insert of availability of sponsorship. Okay. But one has a really incredible story. And that's part of the reason why we invited him on today. And we would love for him to start. We'll go backwards. It's always. I don't think it's the beginning, but it's the the phase that was certainly defining for mm-hmm. you and how your future kind of played out.
3: cuz
2: gotcha. yeah, it's not often that we meet somebody that's been through not just like war, uh-huh. it's like that they but like uh, a child who has experienced having to flee due to war. Gotcha. And like, gotcha. The is genocide the word?
3: For that one, I don't think it was no, genocide. No, Civil yeah. uh civil unrest. Okay, yeah. civil
2: unrest. <laughs> so please share with Okay.
3: Us. So it's you say the key things, right? And I think one one is basketball. I have to really go to that because learning it and getting to love it was was a key part in me being competitive. Mm-hmm. And com- being competitive draws into everything I do, and it's, it's not just competitive in terms of how you negatively compete and, and you want to win at all costs. Yes, but with with character. Right, right. right. It's, it's with not character. playing dirty. Not playing dirty. Oh, I played dirty once or twice. <laughs> Feels good though five. sometimes, but hey. <laughs> but it's, so the story, the story is my mom invites this guy to the house. He played on the national team in Liberia. He comes there for a couple hours on a Saturday. He teaches us the fundamentals and we run with it for the rest of our lives. It's my, me, my brother, my sister, I'm the youngest. And it's hours and hours of practicing and doing what, we, what you do. It's 10,000 hours, right? Where you put that time in to become efficient and an expert. Basketball goes for a while, but Liberia is at the time run by a, would I say a dictator? This is in the 80s, Samuel K. Doe.
1: I was waiting because I was going to say um, the word you're looking for is dictator.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I can use that as a backdrop to do a whole lot of things going on. But I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna out, walk. Right? We're gonna walk yeah. to I mean, it. It's, so yeah. it's growing up in an environment of uncertainty, where your parents are working, but they can't get paid. They don't get paid for two, three months, four months at a time. That has to go and tick credit out from merchants to pay our tuition, buy clothes, et cetera. We grow up in that environment. There are multiple coups, right, where you have to be careful not to rejoice because you have watchers in the neighborhoods looking to see if you're rejoicing against the ruling party. And just in case the ruling party wins, they are coming and point at your house, Jenny Meadley, she was rejoicing and you're missing. Sarah was good, he wasn't, right? So we go through that process. Basketball, turmoil, and then the war occurred. The war occurs because there's, Liberia has a rich history. American colonization society, slaves from here decided, freed slaves, let's buy a place, buy Liberia. There were natives, who, and when I say natives, people who were, originally on the land mm-hmm. where there's uh, a fight between the natives and they call whomever that came from the states to Liberia American Liberians and that thing just brewed a certain discomfort it brewed um, distrust, disloyalty within that environment since since the inception
0: mm-hmm.
3: of Liberia till 1990. And that's when it blew up because now we say a native. So for, for years, the American Liberian ruled the country and then the native started to rule. And then American Liberians saying, this is not the way you rule. So the American Liberian, American Liberian comes back to rule and like, uh-uh, this is not happening. And boom, civil war, roughly about 250,000 plus die in there, in there experiencing the entire thing as a civilian and i I always say I hear people talk about let's go let's do war, let's do war let's let's take a ticket to them. Have you ever heard about I think you and know, I talked this this just this week Have you ever thought about the the civilians in the war? Have you thought about the grass when the elephant's fighting how the grass feels mm-hmm. right because the grass isn't there going, hey elephant fight fight the grass is being crushed right, and stumped all over. So, as from that purview, when I hear war, I go, uh, uh, you, you can't, you can't wish war. We, we can talk, we can discuss.
1: To get there, there has to be a willingness to participate, and I think that the lack of willingness to participate in the conversation, because of a variety of reasons that we could spend all day talking about that.
2: Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, then, what was it like for you as a civilian? To, to be in the country then. Oh. How were you, the grass being stomped, to share those experiences?
3: So the very first thing, the things that go when war occurs is the electricity, water. Those things leave, and you have to go down to the bare necessities. So when COVID-19 came in this place and I saw people running for tissue, I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> tissue? You didn't run for toilet paper? They, no, I did not run for toilet paper. <laughs> I did not run for toilet paper because water can take care of, t- all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if water can't, leaves, when you rub leaves for quite a while, or even paper, paper becomes tissue soft. It's not going to be charming. <laughs> No, it's not. not. He's
2: like with these fools. I have been through a war. These fools are arguing over toilet paper. He's like milk. Right. Because I'm good. I have water, electricity. Like, I'm good.
3: I mean that that stuff. (laughs) And so what we did was dry goods. So what does that feel like in as a civilian? You are you're surviving. And survival, (laughs) you'll be so amazed at what the human body can do to survive. It's the human body is is built to live and at all cost, It's going to, to live. So oh, something's coming to me. Somebody who commits suicide, like, that person really isn't in the right mind. They're not in the right mind. Something has gone wrong with it because to take your life, you gotta really be somewhere dark. Mm-hmm. So rewind, it's bullets flying. You had child soldiers, people who I could teach, maybe their ABCs and their one, two, threes, telling me, sit down. Um, and if I say, hi, how are you? They didn't understand English. They looked at you like, so you had to say everything with a smile. You can say, you fool, crazy. And then they will look at you, hey. But if you say, hey, how are you? What's going on? They'll look at you. Mm-hmm. It's going to get the essentials, the water. Because you had a well down across a, a football field, roughly you know, 200 yards. So the entire path is roughly 500 um, yards. Mm-hmm. You have to, you, you need the water, but before you can get to the water, bullets
1: mm-hmm.
3: are flying. I don't know if you watched Saving Private Ryan
1: mm-hmm.
3: on your 5.1 system I saw it in a the movie theater. In a movie theater, there you go. That's it. Even more better than 5.1. <laughs> you heard the bullets. Mm-hmm. When it passed and it, and it reverberated in the, the rear speakers, mm-hmm. Fling, pew, pew, pew. that is real. Mm-hmm. So you are crawling with a wheelbarrow because you need to take the, the the barrel to get water from the well.
2: And you don't want to be doing this every day because you don't uh, no, want to risk your life every day. So you need barrel to get
3: uh, Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. So my brother and I walking in that when you when the, when the bullets start, you hustle to the ground, getting your your crawl, mm-hmm. and you wait and you go food. You have to eat maybe once a day. Now, if you want to go on diet, come on, let's go to war. (laughs) You will lose weight.
1: So, you're saying that we can fix the obesity crisis? Oh,
3: man. By
1: creating a civil war. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, is that an alternative? Is that like a. No,
3: I don't think you want that. You don't want that. But you go through that. It's the essentials. The rain, when it rains, you're happy because then the rain comes on the roof. It comes through the eve and it's you put your drum you there and get it. you yeah. can collect it. It's it was quite the ordeal.
2: Were you so, oh, sorry, sorry. No. No. <laughs> Were you ever concerned about being forced to be a child soldier yourself?
3: Oh yeah. So every single so there were so many checkpoints. So imagine from here to to Fuquay, there would be roughly ten checkpoints.
1: So that would be like twenty miles.
3: 20, so let's not even do 20. Let's do roughly 40, 40, 50 miles. Mm-hmm. So we walk in that, and yeah, Michael Jordan is hot at that time. I love basketball. I got a bald head. I'm 6'3". And the the natives that I told you about mm-hmm. that were fighting the, the government, mm-hmm. they were tall and bald. That's how the tribe rolls. So if you see the Maasai have a particular look, mm-hmm. you can look and say a Maasai and mm-hmm. a different um, tribe. Right. So they look at me and go, he's one of them. So every, it wasn't being afraid to be a child soldier, it was death. Mm -hmm. Every single place I went, tall, skinny, lanky, my mom had to thank God for mothers. Shout out to mothers. My mom would come running because as you walk, parents would be behind and the younger ones would be ahead. So Mm -hmm. roughly, what, 40, 50, 100 yards away, when we come to the checkpoint, we get there first. Mm And they go, who are you? What's your tribe? And I really don't have a tribe. American Liberian, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, I don't have a tribe. And they go, oh, you, you're you a Madingo, because that's the Madingo people who were long and, and skinny. And I go, no, I'm not. And a uh, funny story, I go, oh, I'm Basa, because my mom is Basa, right? I go, I'm Basa. And they say, speak the dialect. And I spoke a different dialect.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> and I,
3: I'm a laughing guy. I'm like, did did it? And they look at me like, oh, you think this is joke? And my mom has to come every single time. That's my son. That's my son. No, he's not. He did this. He does that. And she frees me from that.
1: But to have that constant stress and fear, right? So this is where I think that the, we bring resilience into the conversation. Because there are those that can't survive that without reliving it over and over again Mm -hmm. and there are those that come away with being able to take it and draw on it and say i know how that felt i don't want to feel that way again Mm. and so i'm going to make choices that in my life that are going to lead to a different outcome Mm -hmm. wow
3: wow that's and i just told my wife this morning i go based on our experiences, and that's human nature. Mm -hmm. She goes, she says, honey, that's human nature. I'm like, yeah, but I'm defining my human nature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm defining me. If I get in a room and there are 50 people in there and you tend to treat a a percentage of them wrongly, and there's inequity in there, Mm -hmm. I can't stand it. And the reason I can't stand it is because that's what caused the war. Mm-hmm. The natives and their American Liberians, the inequities that exist still to this day mm-hmm. that caused the war. I hate it. Mm-hmm. And I use the word I mm-hmm. hate. There's a whole discontent. So everything I see in this world that is, oh, my goodness, I can't stand people treating any group. Wrongly. I, so I can't stand it.
1: Would you go so far as to say is, as fairness and equality is a core value for you?
3: It's part of it. Integrity, wisdom, and leadership is my my core values. But you could say integrity does have the fairness, mm-hmm. the, 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 the mm-hmm. equity, equality in there.
1: Well, and it's also interesting that because your family I, I had to flee Liberia and or chose to leave versus being Consistently put in that strain and that situation, and you came to a a country mm-hmm. where again people who look like you are treated differently. <laughs> if we're gonna be real about it, be real. We can be real. We got, we
2: got to be real. <laughs> What prompted that you guys decided to flee?
3: So education system the education system just shattered. Oh, how can anybody learn be- beyond just poor and it's still shattered today? War. <laughs> the scars of war. Anyway, so we had to come for education. Mm-hmm. So it's me and coming to the States. That's so that's how I, I got here. But here's the topic about coming to this country and seeing, experiencing what, what we mm-hmm. what you just said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know racism. I didn't know it where I'm from. And for 21 years, I was a majority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I would see a white person, I'd be like, "Hey, what's up?" But I'm not going to them to let me touch your skin mm-hmm. because my education afforded me to know that humans were humans. It ain't in any color,
1: it is rude to go up to any person and ask if you can touch them that you don't know them,
3: correct? And, and let me see your hair, Jenny. Is that real? Mm-hmm. Touch, touch that. So, coming in here, my lens hey, we're all people, and then I would have the conversation with African Americans and this racism. I'm like, what? Um, I, I didn't see it, I didn't see it, and I didn't see it has both a good and a bad. The good is I can go in a room with white men and women and perform and do what I know and be myself mm-hmm. and they go hey, good job. And I'm not seen every and every once in a while I will be in a meeting, I mean RTP with clients or counterparts and I would look and say gosh, I'm the only black person in here. But it wouldn't affect me to go, huh? So right. I would I would just observe it. Yeah. So when I finally, I think that what my wife, who came to the States way before that she had come back and forth, she understood racism. She understood what, what it was to be called a monkey in Magruder High School in Maryland. Mm-hmm. She understood all these things that it was, oh, the monkeys are here, the monkeys are here. And then didn't. her grades dropped from straight A's to C's and mm-hmm. D's. So she would tell me, honey, it exists. I'm like, please, y'all yeah, yeah, got no joke until i started to open my eyes to see it i remembered i went to my boss took us to the masonic lodge in raleigh we no he so he was part of a it Mason. He, he's amazing he's
1: a freemason you yeah. can go to the masonic lodge unless you're a freemason right. I, was like, that's I was like um that's so he, random He, <laughs> he, 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 it's he a takes really us. the Mason, i we can offline we'll have a whole conversation about Mason the the masonic okay Mason. correct it's Pretty cool.
3: So he, he takes us for food to buy, to support the lunch program that we're doing to collect money. Now we're doing a fundraiser. So we get in there. It's dark. You know, they, they, there's deep auditorium seats. And I come outside to to breathe. Three white gentlemen were there, uh, roughly 70, 75. And I just come out and go, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> so I go, hey, what's what's going on? And they looked down at the ground, and they said, <laughs> "What is that?" And I looked, and it was oil—a speck of oil. And I went, um, "So, what? What are you referring to, the cement?" That. And I go, "Keep showing me because I really can't see anything." He he gets up um, from the chair from his stool. Uh, this. I go, Oh, so, so it must be something. I don't know. What do you think it is? What do you think it is? And I looked at him and I understood the narrative. He was telling me the black speck, mm-hmm. the black thing on the ground. And and I looked at him and I said, why don't you just say what you want to say and don't code it? Mm-hmm. And then he looks at his buddy and said, this is a smart one, huh? And I looked at him and I, my, my boss comes say, let's go, man. So I start to see it and not until george floyd passes what what went down occurred that i allowed myself to to feel it and see my son who is 18 in there mm-hmm. and then it hit home mm-hmm. that there are people in this place who hate me and it goes both ways that don't trip don't think it's just white on black mm-hmm some black people hate white people because of what they're perceived the white has done to have done to them. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Tuskegee. Hello. Uh, <laughs> there have, white people are have as a Ooh. general white Europeans have not been the best representation of the human race. Uh, I'm just saying, but they also have been in some ways the best. Rep- I think that I'm not trying to lump everybody together, gonna, but I was going to say we can not make everybody. universal. No, statements. I'm not yeah. making universal statements, yeah. but I'm saying like, as if you look historically, like, the, a lot of things that were, and it was because of a, you don't know until Correct. you're in once, so then you can make changes. Mm-hmm. So there have been a lot of hurts that just get carried around because it's the way that we, the way that we as humans think, the way that our brains work. Right? If you're told all your life that white people are the devil or that black people are the devil, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to break free from that belief. Programming. It, the program, it's the way that the supremacist cults work, mm-hmm. right? On either, on any spectrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the deprogramming of that is where you see that it takes getting to know the other side, to understand that we are just all human and this is all the human condition.
3: True, it's, it's dialogue. Mm-hmm. It's just what we said. War isn't the way to go. It's mm-hmm. to it's come in. But uh, how profound, great commentary. You, When you think about, I heard this, you're playing a game and every time you attempt to win the game, the rules change. Mm-hmm. Every single time yeah. you attempt to win, every single time you're about to win to change the rule yep. and to change the rule and make it legal mm-hmm. to make the rule legal so you can't say anything because it's planned
1: mm-hmm.
3: africa has natural resources Whew, flowing with natural mm-hmm. resources the europeans say let's not fight let's be smart let's carve africa up Let's carve it up. You tell me where you want Spain. Portugal, what do you want? Mm-hmm. England, mm-hmm. what do you want? Let's not fight each other. And they carved it. That's why you see certain places, they speak French, mm-hmm. certain places, English, certain places, Spanish, Portuguese. But they, they carve it because they the greed. Mm-hmm. And then we come to Native Americans. I was talking to Ed Dudley yesterday. And he says, well, you know what? They kill these people. And when it, they made the, the soldiers distrustful, they come, they make friends. Kill you. Mm-hmm. And then they, the individuals, they put you on a reservation, but not, not only on a the reservation, they said that during that time in the cold, they gave them blankets yeah. that were polio infested. Mm-hmm. And they had small those people, smallpox. So come on, Ed, don't let me come and talk <laughs> stuff here, man. They gave <laughs> that, smallpox. But it was it. And then and syphilis for Tuskegee. That, yeah, here, they right? told them
1: they were giving them a treatment when they were not. They were just observing the the development of the disease can and you, and you, how it. How
2: wicked
3: is that?
1: Yeah, right? they, yeah,
2: like that's another level evil. Yeah, and and the smallpox.
1: Yeah, the and look at the Cherokee Trail of Tears. Cherokee, we we can. It's, I'm going to go down another rabbit hole that you don't want me to go down. But
3: is that the Armenian?
1: No, the Cherokee Trail. The Cherokee tribes, right? They were displacing, and I'm expanding on what Ed was talking about. Okay. So they were displacing all the Native Americans. So they made them march, and they just died along the way because they didn't let. They just said, "Oh, you're going to be moved," and made them march. And that's the Cherokee Trail. Ladies
3: and gentlemen, at this time, we will switch over to some <laughs> joyful conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that it's important. You have to know. Yeah where your people come from so you know how you are perceived in the world right if you want to know why black people are angry go start studying english history around the 8th ninth century (laughs) that's where things started to change and then and look at how what happened when all of the spread of people throughout this world and you can see why you are perceived the way you are when you are relating to other people
0: Wellforce, offering business consulting and IT solutions for your hybrid workforce. Do you need business process evaluations and solutions to streamline your workflows? A technology assessment, including security and managed services to optimize performance, or solutions to create a seamless hybrid workplace experience? If that's you, Wellforce has a growing team of affiliates to support your organization's move to hybrid. Visit wellforce.ai today.
2: For me, what I'm wanting listeners to take away is seeds of empathy. Just imagine for a second, if you or your children, in order to get water, like all the electricity was gone, all the water. Mm -hmm. And in order to get water, you had to crawl. Every time you needed water to survive, to live, you could lose your life. Mm -hmm. And that as a mom and a parent, you have have to send them out there. You have to send one or two out there. Because there's three or four at home and and, yep. and you send them out there praying, oh my God, please let them come back. Yep. And so just for a second, stop and think about that. That's an experience like he's sitting here across from us right now. And that has been his experience. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something <laughs> on TV. It's not something in a movie. Like this is something that really happens. Mm-hmm. And so just to have that moment of reflection and that empathy of, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. To have That's, real memories that harken you to think about
1: the stereo surround of Saving Private Ryan and the bullets whizzing by your head. Like, correct. Those that are you, your memories. That you know that. Mm. Like, you've, experienced you've experienced that in that. life. Correct. Yeah. And so it is. It's planting those seeds of empathy. It's understanding that... You can be mad about whatever, <laughs> right? And you can be frustrated, especially if you're listening to this in, in, in 2021 and you're like, oh, this pandemic is never ending. Like y'all, it's a season. <laughs> and if we all do our part, something's going to change.
2: Well, and I think, too, the level of resiliency. Yeah. So when y'all, I have survived war, like right. bullets flying great, by. Like, yeah, the great toilet paper. Gives perspective. <laughs> True. Because I know when I was. Shortage
1: of 2020. Like, when I was
2: struggling of, like, that worry as a mom, and I was saying to a woman, like, what about my kids' education? Is that, are they going to be now, like, screwed for the rest of their lives and they hate school because of virtual and this is a bad experience, blah, blah, blah. And he shared with me, he was like, Sarah. I had to do my senior year twice mm-hmm. because of the war. Mm-hmm. And he's so mid senior year the war happens, school's not the thing. It's right. like living. Nope. It's like like let's talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And he goes, "And I came when the war was done, I did my, you know, senior yeah. year again." He's, "Hello, I have my MBA." He's like, "Did that stop me right. from achieving goals?" No. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Thank you." Like that perspective. Right. Mhm. Is so helpful.
3: And when you said oh, what conjured up in, in my mind was this let's just talk about a school bus here. When your house is nine hundred, blah blah blah, and the bus stops at nine hundred and the next year it the bus route changes and it goes to nine 950, 950, fifty. Just mm-hmm. nine fifty. Fifty. Nine fifty. And I see the parents fighting and, and, and arguing on, it it moved, it went to 950, it should have been 900. I go, golly, you know what, I just hope I had a school bus when I was growing up to to pick me up. We had to fight. So dad, we had a car, so dad would take us. But if I had to take the bus, if the car went down, I had to fight grown men to get on the school. And you do think they were looking at me and going, hey, little boy, get in the bus. (laughs) Pops you and you, you phone, man, I'm I'm getting on this bus. I'm going to school because the school doesn't know. They want you there at 830. And if you're there at 831, you got detention. It's all boys, Catholic school. So mm-hmm. you had to hustle and be there. Well, and when I hear them talk, when I hear people
1: hashtag first world problems, this, like that's this, why, I was why that about exists about to
3: say, I'm about to say, right. right? Like and, the but entitlement, it's,
2: but it's not it's wrong. It's a lack of perspective and a lack of okay. empathy. And let yes. me be clear, Sorry. like for people listening, the definition of empathy is the ability to relate to the emotion that underpins an experience, not the actual experience itself. You don't have to have a shared experience, right? So in order to be able to understand and connect and have empathy for you, Wolwen, I don't have to be like, I've never been through a war. I've never crawled on the ground and had bullets flying by in order to get water. But I can say I have had moments of that feeling like that feeling of terror Mm -hmm. or that feeling of uncertainty or that feeling of hopelessness. Like I can tap into the emotion Mm -hmm that underpins that experience and I can connect with you and understand you better and have empathy towards your experience based on that shared emotion of mm-hmm. hopelessness, of terror, of fear for my life or things like that.
3: I mm-hmm. chills. So I heard you talk that. So this empathy, when I hear you say that, it, it's, you, you, you're not defining, you know, I'm not saying to you your story of, jumping over the the snowman and fall in the snow is not as serious as me jumping over everything everybody's is at the same level cuz mm-hmm.
2: it's the same feeling
3: correct inside. correct cuz
2: yes. feelings
1: are neither good nor bad they just are and so there you it's go.
3: the feeling there you go.
2: of hopelessness it's that feeling mm-hmm. of fear It's that's where we say, like, when
1: you can walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, that's where that. Mm.
2: But people jack that up because they're like, I'm not I can't walk in your shoes. I'm not black. You can't walk in my shoes. uh, You're not female. You can understand
1: what it's like. To be marginalized. Correct. Correct. To be disenfranchised. Correct. To be um, objectified. Correct. To be treated as though you're second class. To be Uh. afraid
2: for yourself because of how you look. To be afraid for your safety
1: because of how you look. Mm -hmm. Correct. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely tap into that. Which is why when people, when we talk about the Black Lives Matter movement, when we talk about the Me Too movement, when we talk about that, We are all each other's strongest allies, right? No offense, Joe, for what I'm about to say.
2: (laughs) Damn white man sitting here.
3: Why why is he in this room, though?
2: See, (laughs) there it is.
1: (laughs) Because it is. This is where these, again because as people started to learn more and realize that men's brains are not 10% larger than (laughs) women's brains and that we like, that was, this is real life people. Women couldn't get bank accounts without their husbands, like not even 50 years ago. This is where we can say we are each other's strongest allies because again, you don't have to have had the experience, but you can understand what it feels like. Mm -hmm. There is a reason that the Women's March in 2017 was Mm -hmm. as big as it was. And there was a reason that the Black Lives Matter protests carried out, and those were protests, people. Those were protests. (laughs) Those are activists. Those are people standing up and saying, what we see is wrong. We are trying to make you feel uncomfortable because we want you to understand our perspective and walk with us so that we can resolve these.
2: And I wouldn't even say trying to make you feel uncomfortable. I would say trying to be heard. It, correct. Yeah. It's, the discomfort is.
3: You have to hear to be discomfort. Yeah, to, right. to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Un- I mean, you're going to feel
1: uncomfortable when you hear it. And like, it's a. Right. I, yeah. Uh, AOC was talking uh, about stuff on Twitter. I didn't.
3: <laughs> that it's. I it's, think the bottom line is. I need to see you and you need to see me. Mm hmm right that, that's that's where it it lies mm-hmm. when when you speak let me hear you when george floyd occurred i we had our pastor as mm-hmm. a white pastor come to the house and we talked i wrote something on facebook this yesterday i think called to the disenfranchised when you sit say we all here and i come in here and i smile at what's happening around america about my situation and you know what's happening, but you don't know it from my perspective. But I come and I, because I'm expecting the majority pays me. They allow me to come in a room. They allow me the, to, to get the necessities. Mm-hmm. So I have to. You have to be, you have to demur to that. Uh, yeah, demur. Defer to that. Thank you. And, demur. I, and, 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 and Show
1: deference. That's the word I was looking here's,
3: for. Here's the, here's the thing. The majority in the room, they have to hear it. Mm-hmm from your mouth, because that's when they get to understand it. But if you stand there and say, it's not happening to me, that, that you are part of the problem, I think. Because mm-hmm. you just have to say, I feel X, Y, and Z. It doesn't mean that when I, if I write something about a white man, I'm not talking about every white man because I swear I wouldn't be in this room with this dude sitting next here if I needed white people, (laughs) right? (laughs) I mean, no, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right.
3: It's just the and it's not generalizing either. It's just what the system is, as you were saying. Women, white women, black women, white men, CEOs, how many female CEOs right, we got there, like, right?
2: Yeah, it, it, it's, you have, just like you said, you have to see people because not all white men or white CEOs no, are bad. No, reasons. no, you know no, what I mean? no. Like no. we are not
1: making universalizing. No. universalizing.
3: Better not.
2: No. Well, what I love what you said of, we still, we have to show up and we have to speak and we have to connect and we have to be seen and mm-hmm. be heard. And I think it's important, like what there's this, when it gets down to those granular details of, in order to be seen and heard, you have to speak in a way that someone can receive it and can hear mm-hmm. it. And so you can deliver your message very clearly and very kindly so that it sets you up for success that somebody can right. hear it and absorb it. When messages are coming out with hate and with anger and with volatility, mm-hmm. it is. It makes it hard for the recipient mm. to hear it because God. our brain is wired. We assess. <laughs> like danger. I'm an
1: emotional reactor, right? So I will be like, "People, please,"
2: and it's not well received. Well, because our brain is going to is, is taps I can't into it. Like, and Woolwin's really good at this because Woolwin and is. I are collaborators in a business, and we'll be in a meeting, and he's very aware of mm. his stature, his demeanor. And he was getting all excited and he was talking all excited and myself and the other female were sitting down and he was standing and he goes, wait a minute, let me back up and sit down. He goes, I'm getting Like I, he was speaking passionately and he was like, and he goes, I don't want to come off as this big overbearing guy who's like standing over you. And so for him to have that level of awareness, he sat back down, he moved his chair a little bit back and he was still talking excitedly because he was Mm. saying awesome things but to have that self awareness of how what is being triggered in that other person's brain of safety of is this person upset is there going to be violence or retribution toward mm-hmm. him? things like that so having that level of mindfulness of we can say and speak our truth all day mm-hmm. and if you want if you truly want people to hear it if you're not just offloading your hurt mm-hmm. and you truly want change and for people to hear it It's to be centered and be mindful of delivering it in a way that doesn't trigger somebody's fear of self-harm, of harm.
3: Sarah, I hear you, but there's a dimension of if I keep telling you and you don't hear it, you keep telling the kid, don't get there, you'll get burned. Don't get there, you'll get burned. So you're being calm and the kid continues to get
1: right and then no, that's a great point. so but you
3: you have to blow so, up you,
1: yeah but this is know. exactly what i was talking to you about this week that i literally like for the past eight months i've been the broken record right uh we're recording this in january 2021 so just so y'all are can get the dimensions of time the like for the past eight months i've been shouting from the rooftops like y'all we cannot meet in person we cannot meet in person more than 10 people this is the ru- d- 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 Whatever. And the same people over and over again are like, why can't we meet in person? And so when you have an out, like, and then you get to the point of having an outburst and then your outburst is called unacceptable.
2: <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, because but because I can't like. No, and, that's totally right. Like, yes. So like what. Points, and, and thank like, you for bringing you that end
1: up apologizing all the time for having emotions related to the broken record that you become. And then you're then you feel resentful yes. and then you feel like it's not even worth it. And then there's all of these other things that kind of get into the. Okay. Can yes. I dig into that? Because I'm, I'm literally,
2: I'm having like a ahas, but I, and I want to, can I unpack this? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I hear that. And I, as a parent, mm-hmm. I feel that on the same token as, as a parent. And in that moment where I'm that frustrated and I'm like, I've been telling you this or I've been mm-hmm. speaking and I've been, or even in relationships, like mm-hmm. I've been saying this and saying this. And now you're not listening. And so now I'm yelling. That is still me offloading my hurt and frustration. It's not necessarily setting me up for success. No, it's not. Oh, it's totally But so it, <laughs> it show
3: does make me feel good. <laughs> it
2: does it make does. me feel good. It feels good to release it's, that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, y'all. Yes. Didn't want to be in my house on Wednesday night because I was not, no healthy coping <laughs> skills were happening. And I was offloading that shit everywhere. Mm-hmm. My kids were scattering. they were like, no, it's, and it's real. I'm it's, like, yeah. why is this dish not in the dishwasher? Yeah. And they're like, eh. Nope. <laughs> I mm-hmm.
3: know.
2: so I feel that. But at the end of the day, that is on me to be in command of my emotions and to acknowledge that I just offloaded that.
3: True, and you can and all so
2: offload of it in safe places, not into the person you're trying to get through. Maybe, well, but sometimes, this is, I mean, but sometimes we're human.
3: Who, yes. who Who defines? Who tells me where to offload?
1: Exactly. Well, why
3: should you tell me where to off? I'm not I'm, I'm against, against what the, ones. we, we are. Horrible, and, right? and we are. <laughs> it's as if you're putting. So we have a, a, a four tables, and there's a square in the middle. We're throwing our words in there and seeing yeah. it mix why do you define the way I offload? Why do you define the way I kneel to protest? Mm. Why, why, why I, must you I tell I me? Don't. I'm, I'm, no. no, I'm not, this is a general question. Not, not, you. Right? Let me
2: be clear. Exactly. We are kneeling alongside you. <laughs>
3: why, why should, why should women right here in this carry mall? I remember about eight, nine, 10 years ago, there's a guy, 16, 15, 16, talking to his girlfriend. And then when he talks to her, he pushes her down on the bench so hard. And she gets there, and you can see the whiplash. But the whiplash isn't from—it's a vertical one and not a horizontal one. Mm-hmm. She just went in her neck. And Verlin's in the car with me, and I just pull, and I and he, I, I observed him. And I pulled up on the sidewalk. I said, man, I dare you just touch this woman again. I, I double-dog dare you. And the coward in him was— I said, "You better scoot, get get out of here!" And he ran. And I looked at her. I am like, "Girl, what's wrong? Why am I telling this story anyway?" Anyway, um, obviously, you
1: needed to offload it. It's a
3: there. You go. <laughs> who tells me what to offload, what not to? But the the point is, how? Why should I prescribe to the way that I should offload when I've attempted for years?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And this mm-hmm. is not just the the, the, the black experience. It's Every one of our experiences, when you try to talk to your husband for years, right. and, years yep. and years and years, and we we're sitting down, take the trash out, yeah, after this game, baby, the game finishes, <sighs>
1: I'll
3: take it out tomorrow, Yeah, or the project that keeps going on the and on, and yeah. and the, the mm, right. okay, am I a pro at it? Anyway, <laughs> all these different things, who am I to come for you now, the wife or the spouse to right. come and, and say, honey... I would like to talk with you. And then we get in the room. Baby, are you serious? You will be blowing through know, the I roof and, right and, I and, and, and so choking I said. me.
2: I I'm trying yeah. to figure out where I'm at I with think that because I do feel all of that.
1: Yeah, I think the balance has to be in that, like, when you do offload, that you have the, gra- the presence of mind and the grace to apologize, right, and say, look, I'm always... No, because you said you have to be in command of your emotions. But that is what it's I'm, up to you to be in command of your emotions is what you can. we it, it.
2: But it is and, up to me. But I am also. I
1: don't have a rewind button.
2: Right. I'm acknowledging it is up to me. Right. I'm the one who made a choice, but I am also acknowledging and I am human and it's gonna, there's going to be moments where right. I'm offloading. Right. Yeah. And just like you said, and it's my responsibility to then circle back around and continue that conversation when I can be calm and be Mm -hmm. like, I own the fact that I offloaded, and that to my kids, I own the fact that I offloaded, and that might have scared you last night. Mm -hmm. Of like, what the hell?
3: And don't uh, don't judge me based off what what I did. Yes, yes. Yes. that That is the point. That is it. Yes, like
1: Like, that's the missing grace. Give me grace for being human. Yes, and coming to you and saying, I. I did that. I'm not right or wrong for having done that. I am me. Yes. And thank you for accepting me as I am. And now I'm ready to not be that and Mm -hmm. present this in a different
2: way.
3: Correct. Uh, Correct.
2: Y'all. And I just want to use this because this right here is the rumble. This is that like awkward, like this is the uncomfortable conversation of let's unpack this. Let's figure it out. Let's work through it. And we just did that here in this 20 minutes. Because that was the missing piece. Yeah. Mm. And so now I'm like, yes, that's it. It's mm. yes, we try to speak so people can hear us. When we do offload hurt, we are humans mm-hmm. and we allow ourselves grace. Yeah. We take responsibility and circle back around and say, let's have that conversation again. Mm-hmm. And we don't judge other people or ourselves when we have human moments of offloading. And, yep.
3: and it's, you know, just what we started with, my A, B, and C, where I'm going to Z. Mm-hmm. In my carriage, not, my carriage, I know, and not I'm, not Q. Look at I'm, right. like, I'm not cute, I'm not, don't look at cute, I'm no cute, you know, it's, let's give each other grace in this process of living, mm-hmm. because in, I think the final analysis, when we get on your bed, you wouldn't think about this conversation we're having, no, but it's the quality of life that you lived, mm-hmm. right? and it's, it's your parents, and your kids, your wife. It's those those important things. I may think about this one. Eh, Who knows? I
2: hope people think about this one. I hope people
1: Uh, do. uh, My mom's going to message us and be like, oh, honey, we love this week's. (laughs) I think I have another
0: component, like from my perspective, to throw into the mix. When I have that. A kind of outburst. I was watching a Netflix trailer. This is quasi related about the swearing. Yes. They're doing a new movie about swearing and they, they quoted it. So, this is science that you can take from a Netflix special. Okay. But they, <laughs> they had people put their hand in cold water and the people that were able to swear, in other words, vent or yep. get yep. stuff off their chest, could hold it in the water for like two minutes and 30 seconds longer than the people who just sat there quietly. Yeah. Wow. So, the premise of that is I feel like I have personal responsibility when I grow up or when I blow up. If I when one day I'll grow up. If I were to <laughs> blow up on somebody like my wife in a yeah. fight or something, I feel like a lot of that's my fault if I didn't appropriately have the conversations leading up to it. In other words, I just internalized and yes. Internalized, yes. built yes. it up in my brain and yes. turned what she did into something way worse than what it yeah. was because yeah. I Correct. let it go versus what you're describing in the mall. When somebody does something bad in a moment, that's probably the appropriate response. You should go from zero to 60
3: 2.5 in the exact
0: moment <laughs> yep. because the other person did that. Yep. And so that's mm. that seems like leveling. So I think there's a difference between like an appropriate response of feeling like losing your cool. Let's say somebody does something terrible. When
2: it's a and mama bear or a papa right, bear sure. like protective a moment like that. Yes, yeah. Somebody does
0: something terrible and you punch somebody in the face. That might have been the appropriate response.
2: <laughs> right. In right. the moment.
0: Like that might have been exactly Absolutely. what you should have done. Because it probably wasn't the right time to be like let's have a conversation. <laughs> That's true. I want to talk about my feelings and <laughs> what I'm feeling right now. That's true. Um, no, but, you're right.
1: But I do feel
0: and like you're,
2: and like the non-violent person over here. I'm like, no, punching is never okay. <laughs> Just walk away.
1: And I'm thinking of the video of the guy getting beat in the face with a tea can. Did you guys see that? The like mm-hmm. guy that got hit in the face because he kept using the calling the other guy the N word and mm-hmm. say it again anyway. And, went, like, and oh. whacked him in the face with a like, big can of okay. uh, wow. tea. There's wow, it's such a yeah. spectrum because that would be hard for me. But I do. No, think- I, <laughs> I, don't, I would respond like that. But what Joe is saying is you. It's your responsibility to both have not yep. internalize and have those conversations Correct. and speak up before it gets to that point. There's a yeah. line where
0: I feel yeah. like personally where if I choose to blow up because it feels good, I'm putting my needs Ooh. ahead of my spouse's yes. needs. Ooh. And that's the wrong thing to do. Like just because it would make me feel better doesn't mean I should be like, right. "Hey, would you let me feel better?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. Be minute. Yeah. 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 And I think there is a I'll
1: difference. I'll feel better. Yeah. True. And I think there Come is. Come on, that. honey, take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's a we can ask our husbands about this. When I think there's a difference between blowing up unintentionally and, yeah. and yeah. just saying it because it'll feel like I, I I'm, I'm not proud to admit that I, earlier this week I told my husband to go fuck himself because I was super mad and I hung up the phone I was like and you can go fuck yourself I hung up the phone. right it, I, I went back to it later and I said I'm sorry that was unkind I should not have told you to go fuck yourself and whatever and he was and he, we talked right. through it and he was like and I couldn't do it anyway because your daughter wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> was like,
0: do you,
3: do you guys introspect? <laughs> do you guys introspect?
1: Oh, all the time. That's where I, I live. D-
3: introspection, where you, where yes. you, you really go through a plethora of perm- permutations of scenarios. Yeah. So that when it does occur, you have something in your in yeah, your caboodle. Yeah. It'll never work. I know. I know because who human nature.
1: I know. We gotta get to. I know.
2: But okay, y'all, this has been a good one, and we could talk for forever, but we got to do lightning round, because we don't want him to leave without lightning no. round.
1: <sighs> On the Girls Who Do Stuff, we do this fun thing called the lightning round, where we rapid-fire questions at you, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Get ready. How do you unwind?
3: Yard work. Your
1: wife is very happy, isn't she?
3: No, because she says, um, come in the house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I he's spending all the time in the yard there. What is the number one thing on your bucket
3: list? Build built schools and hospitals around the world.
1: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, come back for another show. We'll talk about that. Okay. Yep.
2: What is the first thing you do in the morning?
3: Morning starts at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I, I get up and pray.
2: Did you say 2 a.m.? Yeah. yeah.
3: When do you go to sleep? So I started going to sleep at 10, 11, but I usually would go at 12 and get up at 2.
2: And then he goes back to sleep, though. Like, he ain't up the whole... Then, like, after he's done praying for an hour or so, then he goes back to sleep. Oh,
1: yeah. well, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Finish this sentence. If I wasn't doing Joseph Solomon Consulting Management and Branding Consulting, yeah.
3: Yeah. I would be... Flying around the world, just mm. making sure people are, have the opportunity to live... Opportunity to survive, to grow. So that's where the schools and the the hospitals and Mm -hmm. the clinics and the, regardless of the religion.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) All right. What does success look like to you?
3: (laughs) Making sure that every time I engage, I leave a crumb that truly makes a difference.
1: I'd say you're successful at that. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank listeners you. can respond with that because <laughs> there's been a lot of crumbs that have been dropped yeah. in here. What is the best advice you've ever been told?
3: Wow. The best advice. wait. And I think weight is a good one because if you eat tomorrow's food today, you'll be hungry tomorrow.
2: <laughs> Patience. Yeah. What is something people often get wrong about you?
3: Jeez, judgmental, maybe, because I say, I say what I want to say. I say it right, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'm growing to be very diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Before I would just say it, and my wife would always cringe if I get in a microphone or somebody asked me what I thought about them. Or you know, I'll just mm-hmm. I'll say it. Yeah. So it's
1: okay. Do you have a favorite book? Yes. What is
0: it? <laughs> we realized the structure of that question is incorrect.
1: <laughs> well, I, knew it. I was to try to change the structure of, you, What is your number one
3: favorite book? Like, well, he answered. That's he it. Did. That's it. Yeah, he did. It was the first thing that came to my mind. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I would. I would say it's the Bible. And then why? Because I can find every single thing. There's a guy who's having sex with his daughter who is in law there's uh, a prostitute who's who is helping people come in the building and and what that makes me know is (laughs) it takes every single one of us no matter whoever whatever we are we're part of this solution Mm
2: -hmm. that's profound i like that okay what is something you're profoundly grateful for right now
3: life life Because imagine if I had died during the war. (laughs) I wouldn't have 20 plus years on my life to see and to be sitting here for this platform to be given. Just life.
1: What is something no one knows about you?
3: I cry. I watch war films and especially Nazi period when mm-hmm. Hitler War was, too. yeah. And it fuels me to do good. I, and I cry. I go in the bathroom. My wife says, why do you wash these things? Because, <laughs> because it feeds yeah. my, my, that part of me that has to fight against that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It gives you momentum and, and passion to yes. reignite your purpose. Yeah. There's the word.
2: Thanks. Alrighty. What would your theme song be? If your life was a theme song, what would it be?
3: Imagine. Ooh,
2: I can see
1: <gasps> that. All right. And if um, your life was made into a biopic, who would play you? Who would play me? I know who I would say would play him, but oh, I'll wait. See, I don't have one. I totally do who would
3: play me. I, <laughs> wow. Good, good answer for me. I really, say, Idris Elba. I wouldn't say I. I, I
1: don't. Cause you only watch World War II movies. So there's <laughs> no, I watched Idris,
3: how uh, the girls die over Idris, but uh, no, I don't know. Really?
1: That's you couldn't pull po- I totally see that. Do you know who Idris Elba is? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't know. I or think he's the
1: guy that uh was in Amistad. What's his name?
3: Give me free. Um, What's his name? I know who you're talking about. It's not, I, I know.
2: Why but... can't I, it's totally escaping me. <laughs> Listeners comment on this episode. Let not know who it is. <laughs> I'm having word finding issues
1: this morning. It's
2: okay. All right. Well, then, thank you so much for being here. How can our listeners uh, connect with you?
3: Um, my telephone number is.
2: <laughs>
1: if you want, I mean. Oh,
3: no, my bank account number is. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, so www.josomc.com. That's the, the website. There's also Geek Found the Foundation, gigfoun dot um, or email me Woolwin W-L-W-Y-N, period port p-o-r-t-e at j-o-s-o-m-c.com
1: awesome and we'll tag you on all the things and you can do you want people to connect with you on linkedin
3: yeah Yeah, come on let's 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 talk let's see how we can provide value
1: this was lovely i thoroughly enjoyed this
3: jenny sarah joe thank you so much we we're kind of bffs in a way not the bff way right but just BFF in a way, right. Jenny. You're not BFF in a We're way. We're people. She. We do 2.2.5 <laughs> hours every week for two years now. So, uh, kind of.
2: Y'all are besties. But I'll keep I, you, I'll keep you around. You yeah. Know.
3: I appreciate it. I see Joe finger hitting that button. Right. You know, he's, he's like, on gotta, gotta go. So, right. I just, love you. Not love not you rush, guys. Just, I have one job. Love yeah. you. Love, <laughs> I'm
2: excited to do it.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you, Joe. Yes. yes.
1: Thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Follow us on social media. Connect with us. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, we appreciate you. And thank you for listening. Thank you, Owen. I am Jenny Midgley. I am Sarah Madras. And, and you, you, do you do you, Boo.
0: We love making this stuff for you. You can help us out by subscribing to this podcast and follow us on social media.